Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning. What a beautiful day it is. A little different than what we've been going through the last few days. Hey, that reminds me, if you read my column in the Denver Post this week, you may want to reread it. Um, you may want to reread it next week when the weather's more appropriate to what I read. Not that some of it doesn't apply right now, but it was. Ta- I talked in my column about open water. By the way, I hope you follow my column in the Denver Post. If you don't, uh, just follow me on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Every week when my column comes out, we paste, we post a link to the online version, which also has a link to usually a podcast we did on the radio right in the column. Great way to follow. It's also, we're going to start a couple contests. Uh, one starting today, it's going to be our 20 years of Terry's trivia. We'll tell you more about it later. But the information is going to help you if you're listening live, maybe win uh, a nice uh Nice gift package from Honey Smoked Salmon. We'll be giving that away later on the show today. And we're going to start another giveaway that's going to be based on our webpage here on the fan on my page and on Sun uh, Power Sports uh, uh, page. And there we're going to do uh, a giveaway, a fishing trip with Nate Zielinski and I. It's going to be an ice fishing trip, and there'll be ways to enter during the year. And then once you, we'll tease you more and tell you more about that. Got a full lineup for you today. We're going to, in just a minute, be joined by Pheasants Forever. Then we're going to talk about both the funding bills that are in the legislature for Parks and Wildlife. We've got both the funding bill for Parks and Wildlife and the uh, Invasive Species Inspection Bill. And we're going to get up to speed on both of those and see if there's some public action needed there. Uh, Nate Zielinski and Chad Lachance will both join us in the second hour to talk fishing. Nate is going to talk about open water walleyes, and Chad's going to talk about, it's going to be part two of Take It to the Bank, his Fishing from the Bank series for people that either don't have a boat or at the times when fishing from the bank is actually sometimes the best way to approach it. So we got lots of reasons to stay, um, we have lots of reasons to, to stay tuned in and follow the show today. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us right now, normally this, uh, this young, energetic lady who's full of vim and vigor joins us from uh, Bar Lake State Park, where she resides. But today she's calling us as a member of Pheasants Forever, and that's Michelle Siebert. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? I'm doing great. Isn't that sunshine nice? It is nice. It's beautiful out today. You know, I was just, I probably heard my opening uh, remarks that I wrote a column for the Denver Post about open water fishing. And, you know, fishing from the shore and things like that. And uh, and then it turned like 10 below. So <laughs> I know last Sunday we at Bar Lake we had all open water people fishing from shore. And now we have a, a thin layer of ice and the lake, the lake is capped over again. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really, it, it has really turned out to be a, a transition shoulder season where you can't, you can't really, um, you can't really get a boat out anywhere yet. There may be Pueblo, but... Um, some of them are going to be opening. There are some ramps open, in fact, but you can't, there's skim ice, and then you can't fish from shore either. But I think next week that'll turn around pretty quickly. It looks like the weather's going to start to turn again. But you're calling us today not to talk about 
parks or outdoors and Bar Lake and things. But to talk about one of the affinity groups that I think are, are so important. Um, if people have followed this show over the years, they know how much I believe in our affinity groups like Pheasants Forever that you're calling, the Elk Foundation, the Mule Deer Foundation, the Walleye Clubs, the Muskie Clubs, Trout Unlimited, uh, the Federation of Fly Fishers. All these people provide so many different things. The one thing they have in common is they give the sportsmen a voice. And in these political times, we really do need that voice. But they provide so much more, don't they? They do. You know, I'm super excited to be a part of the South Metro Pheasants Forever group. I'm helping out on the education committee, and, you know, their, their mission statement is, you know, dedicated to conservation and, and improving habitat and education and, you know, getting people outdoors. And, and that's what really excites me about being a part of South Metro Pheasants Forever is that, you know, we're preserving the habitat. They're a wonderful conservation organization, and I'm really excited to be a part of their group. No, and I, I you know, I'm a big believer in it. And, and you know, even if you're not a pheasant or a quail hunter, Groups like Pheasants Forever do so much. I mean, they get our youth involved. They provide habitat. And that habitat does just doesn't benefit hunters, bird hunters. It benefits anybody who enjoys the outdoors. If you're a bird watcher, if you hunt a different species of animal, that habitat helps with everything, doesn't it? It does, and that's what's important. You know, at Bar Lake, we're, we're partnering with South Metro to do some habitat restoration on the northwest part of our park. And, and you're right, it benefits not just the hunters, it benefits everyone. You know, we want to um, better the habitat, and, and it, it's just a great thing to be a part of. Now, most of the money that a local Pheasants Forever chapter raises stays right in the community, I believe, too. It is. It's 100% stays right with that chapter. So, you know, they've raised over $12 million for habitat restoration in Colorado. And that's just, that's just wonderful to be a part of. Now, this, um, we want to talk about, because that money goes to such a good cause, it's the time of the year when the Pheasants Forever chapters are having their fundraising banquets, which is so key to getting people involved. But it's also key to tell, for people to find out about Pheasants Forever, to attend a meeting, to meet the people, to find out to the camaraderie, all the other things. And we have a new chapter in, in uh, Denver that is servicing the metro area. Kind of tell me about that. So it's the South Metro Pheasants Forever. And you can go to their website at southmetropf.org to learn about our banquet that's coming up and also just about when our meetings are coming up. And we have a couple education beginning shotgun classes, a mentor day for families that are coming up. And it's just a great way to get started. And like you said, you don't have to know anything about pheasant hunting. If you have the love of the outdoors, want to meet some people, go out and, you know, help with habitat restoration, learn about shotguns if you want to. It's just really fun to get involved. Now, the banquet, I believe, is uh, March 10th. Yes, it is. And so that's a couple weeks away. And if I wanted to attend this banquet, what's the procedure? Do I go online? I register at the door? How should I do it? So you, the best thing you could do is you can go to our website. You go to southmetropf.org to register. You can register at the door, but go ahead and do it online, and that way we know how many people are coming. But it's going to be a fun night. We have... Lots of different raffles, lots of different giveaways, hunting trips. We'll have a whole corner just for youth, an education area, and there'll be special prizes for youth and, and ladies, too. 
Now, just for, so people know, too, when you go to a Pheasants Forever banquet, I think the cost of the banquet, doesn't that get you a membership? Is that, am I right or am I wrong on that? No, you do. It's $75, and that includes an annual membership. So, you know, you get, to, you get involved, you'll get on the email list, you'll get to know about what Pheasants Forever is and, and, and learn about all the fun stuff and education stuff we're doing. Is there a publication that comes with that? I believe there is. There is, yes. You will get a publication in the mail as well. We also have a new Facebook page, so you can follow us on Facebook um, at South Metro Pheasants Forever, um, but also our website, southmetropf.org. Now, there's been some changes. People might be confused, and we should have lightened them. There used to be a different uh, chapter of Pheasants Forever in the Denver metro area, and that was kind of um, split up, or it's, it's kind of gone away, and it's being reformulated. And really now, South Metro Pheasants Forever is the chapter that services the entire metro area, right? That is correct. You know, it's a big area, and that's kind of why Bar Lake is involved. You know, we're north. Um, but it's a big area, and there's a lot of other local chapters, too, even if you're in Bennett or Greeley. But, you know, just go, you can go to the National Pheasants Forever page and learn about all the chapters. But um, there's a lot that you can go out and be involved in. Now, I think it's important that we get attendance at this particular banquet because we are, we, you guys have reformulated the chapter here in, in uh, the metro area. And I know there's a lot of experienced Pheasants Forever people that are helping it get off the ground and make sure that it goes well. But attending this banquet, building the membership in the metro area is going to be really key. also helps politically. We need the voice of these people with all the upcoming legislation. It's true. You know, our banquet is on March 10th. It's going to be at the Denver Marriott South. And um, it starts at 5 o'clock. And there'll be lots of raffles, giveaways, great dinner. Um, it's just going to be a great time. Well, you know, the other thing about an organization like Pheasants Forever and going to these banquets and dinners, once you join and, I, and start attending the regular meetings as often as you can, uh, you're going to find so many people with like interests. And you get tips. You get what's going on. You know, pheasant hunting in Colorado has been up and down over the years. The last seven or eight years, we had two or three really good years. We had a couple down years. And then we're right now, again, experiencing two or three really good years for pheasants. And quail may be the best ever. And what contributes to that is the good habitat. Because in any given way, uh, year, um, pe people, uh, the people at Parks and Wildlife will tell you that the hatch of that year is going to determine what's really available for hunting. And... And so you need good habitat, you need good weather to fall in place. But if the weather falls in place and you don't have habitat and hold over birds, you still don't get that great hunting. That's People need to be involved. Tell people really quick, just some of where this money might go. Um, you know, it goes to a lot of education, um, habitat restoration all over Colorado. Okay, so then once you... Once you um, and then you also do youth programs too, right? We do. We do a lot of youth programs. You know, this year at Bar Lake, we're going to be doing um, a beginning shotgun class on May 23rd from 9 to 1, July 22nd from 9 to 1, and then we have a mentor day that's a whole bunch of different organizations, um, including the South Metro chapter, chapter from 9 to 2. So, you know, all of this, all this money being raised is, you know, going for habitat, education, public access, you know, getting equipment, and just creating that great habitat for pheasants, quail, and other wildlife. All right. Well, it sounds fantastic. We've got to wrap this up, but I personally want to reach out to people and say you need to uh, 
we need to build a strong chapter here in the metro area. We need to have a strong chapter. We're going to need the voice as sportsmen. We need these groups. But also, it's going to be so much fun for the people who join. And you need a chapter close to where you live so that you can go and attend the meetings, the camaraderie. You're going to get tips on hunting. You're going to keep up with what's going on. You'll find out that last year was maybe the best quail season in the history of Colorado. All this and more is covered at those meetings. And you get to meet so many people of like interest. And it's so valuable that the money stays right here. So one more time, Michelle, if they want to register for the banquet, where do they go? So if you want to register for the banquet, you need to go to southmetropf.org, and it's on March 10th, and we hope that everyone can join us for a fun night. Oh, no, uh, I hope so too, Michelle, and thank you so much for joining me this morning. Great. Have a good day. You bet. Michelle, Michelle Siebert, usually hear her talking to us from Bar Lake, but now she was talking to us about pheasants forever. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Salmon. Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon, the secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. We're going right to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife, Elizabeth Brown. She's the Invasive Species Coordinator. Does that mean, Elizabeth, that you coordinate all the invasive species coming in, make sure they get in the right place? Well, trying to keep them out, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that. You and I have talked many, many times. And, you know, we, we can joke about it, but the invasive species across this country is a very serious matter, isn't it? Yes, it is. It costs our nation over $200 billion annually. And we, we we think we first, um, it's been going on for quite a while. I mean, the quagga and zebra mussels have been in the Great Lakes for decades. But we're, we've seen in the recent decades a spread across the United States. And we've been very fortunate in Colorado. And I think part of that, that we're blessed that, the, that we're a headwaters state, that it runs out. But also, we have put programs in place. And as, this, as these mussels have spread... Um, the water providers and the people who own the infrastructure have become very concerned. And I think we probably really saw the red flag go up here a few years ago when Pueblo tested positive. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct, Terry. Um, Back in 2008, uh, this is our our 10th anniversary this year of our program. Um, But in 2008, we first found uh, juvenile uh, zebra and quagga mussels at Pueblo Reservoir. Um, and we've since delisted Pueblo Reservoir um, thanks to the Watercraft Inspection and Decontamination Program and uh, the diligence of our state and our boating public um, in keeping their boats clean, drain, and dry and uh, decontaminating boats that are contaminated, but really stopping that introduction into state waters. Well, and I think I think what happened, too, when that came, and that, by the way, is a great success story because I believe it's the only water that's ever been delisted. Is that right? Um, no, actually, it's not. Uh, there's a couple of waters in Utah, and then, um, in fact, just this, this last year, Deer Creek was delisted in the state of Utah. Um, and then uh, we also here in Colorado have... Um, had detections in a number of other waters that have been delisted, um, including um, the headwaters to the Colorado River, um, Cran Lake, Granby, and Shadow Mountain. Okay. Well, now we do have a uh, an alert, or I guess we call it a, uh, a um, I don't know what you call it, but at Green Mountain Reservoir, it's, it's on, uh, we're really concerned there, but we don't know what's happening. To bring me up to speed on that. 
Yeah, absolutely. So last August, um, uh, the Bureau of Reclamation detected quagga mussel villagers. So again, um, a villager is, is like the baby form of a quagga mussel. It's plankton, so it's microscopic and it's free floating in the water column and it can move in, in, in boats and, uh, is one of the things that we work hard to, um, to not move in standing water. Um, but the Bureau of Reclamation detected some quagga mussel villagers in, in Green Mountain Reservoir and we, um, immediately, um, worked with our partners. Uh, that's a, um, reservoir that's managed by the White River National Forest, um, and it's owned by the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation, um, and has a number of other partners involved, including the county, Summit County, um, and we implemented a containment program, so we changed basically how we inspect boats there. Uh, so this year, boaters can expect to be uh, given a thorough exit um, inspection, a seal and receipt, and um, if they intend to go somewhere else and they can't be drained, uh, then potentially uh, um, a hot water decontamination. Um, and so... We call Green Mountain a suspect reservoir. It means that we found something, but we don't know whether or not we have an actual population there. And we um, are hoping, like Pueblo and these other reservoirs, we can reverse that trend of invasion and um, and hopefully we'll delist in the future. Um, but if we find any more, then, uh, you know, once once uh, we find adults, which we have never found an adult zebra quag mussel in Colorado, um, so hopefully that won't happen. Now, I want to kind of bring people up to speed where we're at. That was great background information because across the country, infrastructure people, places like California and other places, started shutting down reservoirs because they were afraid mussels would infect the infrastructure and cost them uh, tremendous amounts of money. In Colorado, um, immediately upon knowing the threat could be real here, the inspection process went into place and it wasn't just to inspect to stop the spread which really that's why it's there but it was also to comfort the water owners they had to know that they were being taken care of so we wouldn't lose recreational surface water to boating and and that's really it's a two-pronged thing it's one obviously you don't want to spread the muscles but two we don't want people saying well you can't use our boating anymore now to fund that in the past there is a, a severance tax, I believe it's called, that came from the oil and gas industry. That ended up in a court battle where we lost a lot of the funding. Now, what happened was last year there was still some money and some partners stepped up. And the uh, legislature came up with some emergency money. But that emergency money is going to run out um, pretty soon. And so we need to refund this program or we probably will lose access and hours of access to many of our waters is that would you say that's a correct summation um yeah it absolutely is um certainly outdoor recreation and boating and fishing and natural resource protection is a priority uh for us here in colorado parks and wildlife and many of our partners um, but the reality is that that water is owned and managed for municipal use and industrial use and agricultural use and an infestation could uh, not just impact boaters and anglers at that water body but really could impact every single Coloradan um, because it would increase the cost to store water and move water to our homes and our farms and our businesses so this is an issue that definitely stems far outside of um, recreation and natural resources um, because our water in Colorado is owned for other purposes. 
Now, along those lines, we knew funding last year. The, when, by the way, we're going to talk about the major funding bill for Parks and Wildlife in the next segment. But this was actually funding the inspections was, was part of a bill that didn't pass the legislature last year. So now a separate bill for the inspection has been passed. And we feel it's critical if we're going to maintain access to our waters. Tell us what that bill is and where it sits right now. Sure, Terry. So um, it's called the Muscle-Free Colorado Act. Uh, it's House Bill 18-1008. And this bill is um, a piece of legislation that came out of the Interim Water Resources Committee. And that's a committee that works on water issues um, when the legislature is not in session. So it was among the first to be introduced uh, this this year. What it does is it, it creates a base um, long-term stable funding source for this program through the creation of an ANS stamp for motorized boats and sailboats. So it's a $25 charge for in-state residents and a $50 charge for out-of-state visitors. Um, and this bill right now is making its way through the legislative process. Um, it was heard and passed um, by the House Finance Committee on Friday, so it's now going to be um, sent to the House floor. So um, it's not passed yet. It's still making its way through the legislature, um, but we are very hopeful. Um, and the other thing that this bill does is it increases some penalties for violations. So um, if folks were to illegally launch their boat, you know, they don't go through the inspection station and they launch off the shore, um, the fine from that uh, would go from $50 to $100. Uh, and then the fine for knowingly bringing in an invasive species into the state uh, would be increased from $150 to $500. So um, there are some increases in the, the penalties that currently exist within this bill. Um, so, yeah, that's that's about the summary. Well, and it's in the House right now. Um, Correct. I want to talk to you if there's anything people should do. But before we even get to that, and I know we're running a little over time, but we'll make it up. And Savannah, you're on the line. I'll get to you in just a few minutes, so hang in there. But um, I want to talk, too, about the fact that this program initially was costing us in the past about $5 million plus million a year to fund. And uh, this bill is probably only going to provide two or three million dollars. You're still going to have to reach out to partners and other sources if if we want to maintain full access, won't you? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, we know that we have a limit. You know, we have a set amount of boaters, um, and so we want to make it a reasonable cost. Um, and so the other half of the funding um, will need to come from other sources. That's absolutely correct. So we predict with, with you know, close to 100% compliance, this bill will generate about $2.4 million. Um, and so about half of the funding that's totally needed. Yeah. And then, of course, we'll, we'll go out and try to reach out for others. Now, before I let you go, do you have a message? Are we just want people to be aware? Is there any action that people should take? Um, right now, it's mostly just information, but I will say that um, as these beautiful summer days are coming our way, and it feels like spring today out here, 
Um, our reservoirs are going to be opening up uh, in the next week or, or months, depending on where they are. Uh, so between March 1st and the end of uh, May, everything starts opening up as ice comes off. So clean, drain, and dry. If you if you boat out of state, call our office, get your inspection before you head to the reservoirs. Um, but we just really appreciate the boaters help with this um, and just keeping keeping um, and us from moving around. So have fun on the water this summer and just clean, drain, dry every time you boat. And I'll make one quick comment, too, in the fact that you can get pre-inspection and a lot of the reservoirs allow mm-hmm. you to, to launch as long as you're pre-inspected, even when there aren't inspectors there. But we don't really have time to get into that, but we probably should cover that very soon and make sure people understand all their options so they can get the most time on the water. Yeah, I'd love to come back and chat about that. All right, Elizabeth, thank you so much, and we'll, let's catch up soon, and we'll do that. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great day. You bet. That's Elizabeth Brown from Parks and Wildlife, and now we're going to go right back to the phones. And joining us uh, from Adventure Camper, because I think he, her dad is off somewhere skiing instead of minding business, his daughter Savannah. Is that right, Savannah? <laughs> yep, that's it. We're a family-run business, so it's my turn to step up to the plate with you, Terry. <laughs> well, I can tell by the sound of your voice that you're better looking than your dad. I so, mean, your word's not mine, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but you are a family-run business, and you know, a lot of the businesses and a lot of the sponsors, not all of them, that we have here on our show are that. They're Colorado companies. They're people who are invested in the community. They're invested in the outdoors in Colorado, and it makes a difference, I think, in the way... Uh, the quality of this program and the quality of our sponsors. Um, since this is your first time on, give us your perspective, Adventure Camper, and what you do there. Yeah, you know, like you mentioned, we are very proud to be a small, local, family-owned business. Uh, you know, from my dad owning it, me working here, my brother runs the parts department. Our service manager, Ed, he's been with us, I believe this is his 12th or 13th year. Uh, we really value, you know, just kind of keeping it local, keeping it easy. Uh, we're very uh, proud to be Coloradoans, having grown up, you know, using the state park system, and camping is just ingrained in us, and we have such great family memories of that. We just want to help other uh, families, you know, create the same ones that we were able to make in this in this beautiful state. And it's a great time to be out camping, isn't it? Right. Oh I mean, the buying. Well, it's great to be out. People camp year round now, but what a time to buy one. Yeah, you know, this is the time to buy. We always tell people that, uh, you know, right before we kind of get into that spring season, uh, especially living in Colorado, like you were mentioning, we've had some really, aside from this last week, some great weather, you know, that you can get out and go camping in. Uh, So this really is the time to buy, so that way you don't miss out on any of those great Colorado days that we're going to have coming up here. All right. Savannah, we're out of time, so tell people where they find Adventure Camper. Yeah, we are located uh, in southeast Metro Denver, right off of Arapahoe Road and Jordan Road. Uh, we'll be here until about 4 o'clock today. And it, your website? Our website, thank you, is adventurecamper.com. Well, I tell you what, you can call anytime your dad wants to be gone because you're much more pleasant than him. Hey, no, you know what? Your dad is great. Day. He has a great personality on the radio. So <laughs> we, we just love having you guys as partners here. Thank you, Savannah. Thank you. We really appreciate it. You bet. Terry Wicks from Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to, you, brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. We're actually awaiting a call from Lauren Truitt, is an information uh, person from Colorado Parks and Wildlife. We want to talk about the new funding bill. Well, before we even get to that, I'll bring you up to date on it. Um, I want to say kudos to uh, ANA toppers, Darren Lindsay. 
They heard us talking about the Pheasants Forever uh, banquet March 10th for the South Metro. And uh, Darren sent a message saying, we want to help. What can we do? We'll step up. That's how involved, you know, A&M, Darren's a big-time hunter, and he's involved. But both Darren and Greg, Greg at the store in Colfax and Darren at the store on uh, on a uh, Broadway, are just involved. That's what we love having of his sponsors. That shows you how important kicking this banquet off for the South Metro Pheasants Forever is. Thank you, Darren. Anybody wants to thank Darren for wanting to get involved, you can find their stores at aatoppers.com. Let's talk about the state funding bill now. Uh, You know, last year, you probably saw, I had kind of a scathing uh, uh, column in my Denver Post column last year when the funding bill in some form didn't pass last year. Colorado Parks and Wildlife hasn't had a fishing license increase since 2005, yet gas prices have gone up, inflation has hit them. And there's been new regulations nationally passed about the upkeep of dams. They have hundreds of these dams that provide recreational access for anglers and hunters. And they're, they're they're running short on funds. They've been cutting positions. They've been cutting programs over the last several years. So getting some type of funding issue has been very critical to the the use of future resources right here in Colorado. Uh, Lauren was going to come on and tell us about this bill and where it is, and I made some notes. So I'm going to kind of go through it with you. The new bill uh, has just gone through the uh, Senate Finance Committee, and that's where last year's bill died. And maybe last year's bill was an overreach. They tried to do too much. I don't know. I haven't totally digested this bill yet. So I want you to make your own conclusions on how it should go. But let me tell you kind of what the the, the main frame of the main points of the bill are. Uh, one, they're going to raise license fees, hunting and fishing license fees, $8. That would be to everybody, including seniors who get one free now. That would go to $8. You also do have your habitat stamp and your education fund that would be added into those. Uh, they're going to um, keep this... Uh, a senior, uh, I'm sorry, keep a um, a youth license. If you're under 16, you can still fish for free. If you're 16 to 18, you can get a youth license for $8. Or if you're under 16 and you want a youth license, it allows you to keep an entire uh, limit of fish where fishing as a youth, I believe it's half a limit you can keep. You might want to check the regulations on that. But anyway, the $8 increase across the board is the biggest uh the biggest part of this. And this certainly won't address all the financial needs of Colorado Parks and Wildlife. And this bill might be far from what eventually comes out of the legislature. Uh, But we need to do something. And whether this is the right approach, I'll let you decide that. But what I really want to encourage you to do is to go and investigate this bill. And then I want you to talk to your legislatures, whether they're your state senators or your state representatives, and tell them we need something to come out of the legislature to fund our outdoor resources. Parks and Wildlife gets almost zero funding from the general fund. It's all it's an enterprise organization, so it's user-based. The hunters and the fishermen pay the toll. Now, a lot of people benefit from this, bird watchers, hikers that enjoy the habitat, um, there's just an everybody in Colorado benefits from a stark, a strong parks and wildlife system. The bill would allow them, I believe there would be, um, they would also be allowed to raise a parks pass by, um, I think it was a dollar a day or $10 per season. And then both, um, and then also the uh, license fee would, after this would be tied to inflation increases 
and parks, I believe they would have some rights to raise things down the down the way. So it's I haven't read the bill, and that's just kind of the real Reader's Digest version of it. This would take effect in 2019, but it has a long way to go yet on the um, in the legislature. Last year, nothing got through, and it died in a committee. This year, it passed that same commi- committee unanimously. It should go, I believe, to Senate appropriations and then to the Senate floor. And then it will go to the House here in the state. So I would say read up on this, um, follow it, and make draw your own conclusion as to whether it's right. If you think it needs to be changed, get a hold of your legislators so it can be amended. But we need to get something. We need to get something through through the legislature to help fund our outdoor resources. It's uh, it's SB eighteen one four three is the bill number. So that's State Bill SB. 18-143. I encourage you to get involved. Uh, I know that nobody likes to pay more. Trust me, I don't like paying more for a license. I, I more than I want to pay more, though. I don't want to see resources go away. You know, we have limited resources here in Colorado. We have a, an influx of population, and a lot of those people move here because it's an outdoor environment. We want to make sure we have resources so we can all enjoy that. So take a look at that bill. Read up on it. Get your feedback. Draw your conclusion. Get your feedback. You know, this has been a three-year process. They had meetings. They've talked to the affinity groups. They held public meetings. They did angler and hunter surveys. They didn't just pull these numbers out of the air or what they need to do. They really went out to the public and said, do you want to pay more or do you want to give up services? And, of course, nobody wants either one of those, but people are willing to pay to maintain services. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. And joining us on the line from Sun is Mark Kite. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you? You know, I'm doing really good. we got a couple things we want to talk about, and uh, I'm sure there's lots going on down at Sun, too, to throw in there. But the first thing I want to start out, I want to tease a little bit because we don't have the, the registration in place yet, but we're going to start a neat contest with you guys, and that's a ice fishing trip with Nate Zielinski and me that you're going to give away, and that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. We're super excited and uh, can't wait. So, yeah, next uh, next year we're gonna next fall and winter we're gonna do a ice fishing trip with uh, you and Nate Zelinsky and the guys at Sun and uh, one lucky contest winner and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, and here's why I, we haven't got the details put together yet. We'll have that probably by next week, and I think we're actually gonna take. Uh, you know, it'll be one winner, but two people. Yep. And then I think we're going to take obviously some of you guys with, and Nate and I. We're planning this trip. Will be around the middle of December. We're going to have the trip where we should have good ice, and if we're on a lake that allows, well, I'm sure you'll bring some ATVs, and uh, we'll catch some fish. I think too. I think we'll have a really good time, and you're going to find out how to enter that. Um, very shortly next week, we should have the contest rules in place, and we'll tell you how to enter. So you may want to watch that. In fact, I think you're going to be telling people about it on your Facebook page. Is that right? We are. Yeah, on the Sun Enterprises page, we'll be uh, you know posting about the uh, the trip and how to how to enter to win. And uh, yeah, absolutely, it's going to be lots of fun. We always catch a lot of fish, and uh, it's a good time. Is Karen going to go? 
I don't know. She hasn't told me yet, but if she does, she'll make me look bad. And me. And That's catch more I fish. Yeah, I, I, I prefer that she just, fish. she's all right if she comes by just to run camera, but as soon as she picks up the fishing rod, I'm in trouble. I, I am too, trust me, so it's all good. It'll be a lot of fun no matter what. You know, speaking of your Facebook page, Mark, though, there's a lot of reasons for people to go to that Facebook page. Yeah, no question. I mean, we've got all kinds of stuff. You know, we've got super cool videos. You know, it's very informative. Um, you know, we post a lot about sales and what's going on at the dealership. You know, events, um, you know, contests like this that we're getting ready to run. Um, just just lots of stuff. It's just it's just a very, very cool page and some really cool stuff to check out, whether you're a motorcycle enthusiast, ATV, side-by-side, or you're just an outdoorsman. What, what, how, what, how do they find you on Facebook? Yeah, so it's Sun Enterprises. So that's our Facebook page is Sun Enterprises. And uh, you can just go there and search it, and it'll pull it right up. Oh, yeah, and it's just, you know, um, everybody has websites, and I know you guys have a great website, too, and you do a lot up there, and we have a website, and Fan has a website. But really, people are finding one of the best ways to update the public about what's going on is Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. You know, Facebook is such a big part of our world, you know, with all of us nowadays. And, you know, it's it's almost addictive. You know, you, you look at it all the time. I know I sure do. And just try to keep up with people. You know, we're all busy. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool platform to stay in touch with people. That's for sure. Now, let's talk about what is going on. We're kind of at a shoulder season here right now where you're probably still seeing some ATVs being sold. And we'll get some more snow. So if you're looking for that snow plow to get help you clean that long driveway, boy, have you got those for the ATVs and for the side-by-sides there at Sun, but you're getting awful close to the motorcycle season, too. What's uh, Tell us what's happening down at the dealership. Yeah, that's cool. You know, um, just just exactly that, Tara. We're... Uh you know, what we got going on here is, is that transitional side of things from fall and winter into spring and summer, and uh, we're getting ready next week to open back up six days a week. So we'll be open six days a week starting uh, the 1st of March again, so Monday through Saturday, only closed on Sunday. Um, and you're absolutely right. We're, we're changing up the floor. We're, you know, doing some spring cleaning, um, just uh, getting ready for another, you know, huge season here at, at the dealerships. Now, you've got some pretty good ATV deals as you're making this switch over? We do, absolutely. ATV, side-by-side, all that kind of stuff. You know, um, we've got some great uh, great rebates from the OEMs right now um, as we transition into those spring months. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Also, you're starting to see some rebates come up on the motorcycle side of things. So, you know, it's a, it's a great time to get that early spring purchase in so you can ride all spring and summer. Well, how do they, other than Facebook, how do they find you, Mark? So we're located in Thornton. You know, uh, just take I-25 to the 84th Avenue exit, go east two blocks to Pearl Street, and just head up Pearl. Huge campus, five acres, can't miss us, right-hand side. We'd love to see you. All right, Mark, um, we'll be stopping by ourselves soon, but they really need to get on your Facebook page, Sun Enterprises, and follow, and maybe they'll get to go ice fishing with us next winter. Yep, it'll be it'll be a, a trip to remember for sure. We always have a great time, so I uh, invite everybody to uh, stay tuned for details and, and pay attention to that. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, so best way will be just go to Sun Enterprises on Facebook. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Terry. I guess have a great weekend. You, you too. Thank you so much. Mark Kite from Sun. Great guy, great people. I'll tell you what, um, I want to go over a few things. We've got some multiple contests coming up here right now. If you follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook, you would have seen that we posted um, some trivia. Uh, in fact, we posted the fact, uh, we put two posts, one that says we're going to be posting trivia celebrating our 20 years on the radio. This is the 20th anniversary of the radio show, and I've been very fortunate to be able to share the outdoors with you people out there over this 20 years, and it's been just a blast. 
Um, and there's been some neat moments and some key times during that. So we're we're posting some trivia. Uh, Karen posted our first trivia last night, and we're going to be posting these trivias. And oh, once or twice a month, I'll ask for either phone calls or um, or texts. We'll switch it up, and I'll say. So, you know, uh, anybody that can tell me what the trivia was posted or I'll ask a question that will involve the trivia. And the answer, obviously, will be in that posting. So you want to follow Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook, too. So make sure you do that. And then I'll post when uh, the stuff starts coming up for sun, how you can win. And another way to keep track, I know part of the sun thing is also going to go to my my page at the fan. So you want to uh, bookmark, uh, go to 1043thefan.com and and then go to the menu and click on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors and bookmark that. Because we're going to be driving a lot of things through there, too. We've got some other contests come up. We may eventually here pretty soon go back to having our Ask the Expert, too. We've uh, suspended that for a while, but we're, we're close to bringing that back, I think, which would be fantastic where you send us your questions. So we've got a lot of, lot of things going on here. But it's going to be important that you follow us on Facebook. If you follow Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook... You, you get an idea of what's coming up on this show because we try to highlight any major interviews that are coming up. We put up a, a link to my Denver Post column that I write every week. As soon as it hits uh, the online port, whether it's in print or not, as soon as it hits online, we post that so you can go read it. Uh, then we every time we add a a show to our YouTube channel. Karen posts that on our Facebook page so you'll know another episode. Now, these are legacy episodes from our 22 seasons doing television here. But Karen posts that on the show, also on the Facebook page also, so you can really keep track. And then if there's some major events, if we have a tackle talk or a certain interview that we think is so pertinent to the fishing or hunting that's going on, we'll post a link to that podcast because we podcast this entire show. So there's lots of ways to follow us. Of course, we want you to tune in every Saturday. That's the best way. We're going to take a time out. When we come out, Nate Zielinski is going to join us, and he's going to talk open water walleye fishing. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer.